Hey everybody, Derek Floyd here, Beautiful Now Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Chasing the Impossible. This is the segment where I interview special guests who seem to have done impossible things along the way on their journey to let you know that no matter how far your dream may seem, how impossible it may be to reach, if they can reach their impossible dream, then you can reach yours too. And hey, if you love the content you see here, do me a favor, pause right now, hit me with a like or subscribe to the channel and hit the little bell right next to it. This helps to get the most updated content to you as soon as it's available. But the most important thing you can do for me right now, if you really love it, is just share it with a friend. Because we want everybody to leave our segments uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Now, if you love Christian hip-hop like me, then you probably know artists like Lecrae, Andy Mineo, KB, Propaganda, Toby Mac. There's so many out there giving us great beats, but with great lyrics to talk about some good stuff in the head, keeping it positive, right? Well, today's special guest is one of those premier groups that's come out of the woodwork, but then been doing it for almost 10 years, and they have taken the world by storm. And this group, I know you're going to love. And I've got one half of this incredible deal here to talk about what it takes to be in the hip-hop circle on the Christian side, and how the industry's changed, and what they can do to keep things positive for all of us out there looking for a beat with a message. So will you please help me welcome my friend, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Mr. Martin Santiago. <laughs> Marty from my boy, Social Club, Misfits. Are you in the house, on? man? Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Derek. We go. We are real friends. You know, yes, that's like yes. something we say and uh, appreciate exactly. you. You've invested in my life and a lot of what I do today. I mean, as a producer, I actually, Dang. if you see behind me, I got the speakers, the iLouds. Uh, 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 let's see what's up. Look, look, look. Oh, I see him in the Come back. On. I see him. I got, I got the iLoud right here. If I could pull it out. It's, it's <laughs> I see one in I the corner right now. I see it in the other corner. Yeah, I, got it's the I got, I was testing out um, I, the rig today. So good. <laughs> You've invested in me. Thank you for everything. Thank you Man. for having me. Man, I just appreciate what you're doing, man. It's been a blessing to know you. And like you said, we've been friends for a long time. And, and we lost touch. And it's been great to just connect again yeah. and, and to see you doing so well in the kingdom and doing great things, man. Such a blessing. Thank you for having me. Well, man, you know, as I said before, the people just want to hear your story. So I'm just going to jump right in and get going with this so we can see what Marty's all about. So, yeah. you know, at Social Club Misfits, you guys have been together, you and your boy Fern, for a long time. Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> ten, this year's so ten, ten years. Ten years, huh? Wow. Yeah. Everybody wants to know, of course, how did you meet? Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at the time, I was, uh, I had a very toxic situation in the church I was at. And my pastor was uh, having an inappropriate relationship. And, you know, I basically kicked me out on a Sunday when it was just a mess, you know, and I left. Um, I left church feeling kind of hopeless. And so at the time I was connecting with a lot of my radio friends because I was, you know, you're trying to figure out where you belong after you work at a church and you're like, you know, I thought I was gonna be a pastor. I thought I was going to go up and, you know, maybe have my own church one day. And that wasn't the plan I think God had for me. And so I remember connecting with one of my buddies, he had a Miami radio station. And so at the time when I was getting out of my situation, Fern was getting out of prison. So we actually met at two big crossroads in our life and we met at the radio station and uh, Fern had like eight like songs that he brought and he was like, Hey, he just kept doing remixes for the station. And um, everyone was like, man, this guy is so good. He's, you know, he's not part of the friend loop. He's like kind of an outsider and, and he's just great. And so how do we connect with them? And I was like, let's do a song together. I would love to, I wasn't really rapping. I had just started making music. Um, and uh, yeah, little by little we, 
we were like, we kind of need to start making a name for this group because we have like 30 songs now. And um, yeah, it kind of started like that. We met at a radio station and God kind of, I don't know how God does that where he just makes everything work <laughs> he's out. He's amazing, you know? bro. He's, yeah, I, to me, I mean, I, I just feel like, look, I think in the moment for a lot of us, we think, you know, like, where is this headed? What's God, you know, what, mm-hmm. we, I think we think in our mind, like, oh, we have a plan of how it should work out. So when it works right. out differently, it's, there's a lot of that faith. So for us, it was working out completely different than we thought. Did, you know, Fern wanted to be a solo artist. I wanted to be a solo artist. And we ended up wow. being a group. Yeah. So did you, was it an instant connection? You guys just felt like, we got something yeah. kind of cool. Instantly we, friends. We just kind of vibe. Instant friends. Yeah, fast friends. Fast friends. And we both have the same mission. You know, I think the why behind what we do is we like to create good uh, music, but with the, the lifestyle aspect of yeah, Christianity yeah. at the forefront. Like we're not, I'm not really the guy who's going to, I mean, I can person to person, but I really can't, I don't know how to really talk about scripture, scripture, scripture via rap. I just not my thing. Right. I like to talk about lifestyle and what I'm going through in marriage, relationships, the industry, and just kind of who I am and just transparent on what I do. And so that's, that's what we bring. Yeah. That's cool, man. I mean, you know, you, people never know how uh, there's so many duos how they got together, like a Hollow Nose, people like that. They just they yeah. come together, and there's, and there's magic. And you go, how does that magic happen, right? Yeah, and it's just like uh, of happens. course, Ricky and Country, they're brothers, but it's cool. Their magic is amazing, stuff like that. So yeah. it's cool to see what duos do, um, you know. And it's cool that you guys found a way to be friends right away. And yeah, it worked. yeah, absolutely. Clicked. And That's it was, cool. I mean, I think it's important. It's held us. We've been here for 10 years, you know, it's, it's funny how time flies and it, you know, I think it about the whole time, flies. all the worry I've had, you know, throughout the yeah. 10 years, you, as a, as any, any job you have, you just worry about the future and, and what's going to happen. And, um, you know, God, I, I look back, I'm like, I wasted a lot of time worrying. So, yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. I, we, my wife and I talk about worry all the time and we just, uh, we just had a, a pastor come by our church where we go to elevation worship uh, yeah. and this pastor, I think his name was Shet. Jabin Shabbat, I think was his name. He said, he said, why do we worry? You know, we might as well just be courageous. He said, because worry isn't going to change it. So yeah. I might as well take some courage and get up and do this thing because it ain't going to help me get any faster worrying about right. it. I was like, yeah. heck yeah, that's the way to think about it. Uh, so <laughs> anyways, we can, we can go off on that all day long. Um, yeah. You guys got together. What was the original mission of the group? And do you feel like you guys have stayed true to it after 10 years? Yeah, I think the original vision of the group was just to make, I mean, it was just to make great music um, and be honest about what we do. So Social Club, the name Social Club comes from the idea of there's this, you know, in in New York, there was tons of social clubs. You could, you know, and and social clubs were gatherings where guys had their clubs, girls had their clubs. And the idea was it was a place, a safe place to talk about life and business and who you are it's like it's like almost like a boys club i guess i don't explain it but it's 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 fun when you just you you build relationships and stuff so we we wanted social club to be a a safe place to talk about you know our struggles with christian culture with as a human our our questions our wins our victories with god and so that has always been the center of what we do um it's the why it's kind of just to give freedom to other people by talking about you know what god's done in my life i think that for us, it's easier. It's 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 easy to hear like, "Oh, God is good, God." But when you when you actually live it out, and you can say like, "Listen, I could tell you from my experience, mm-hmm. this is why God's a good God." It changes changes the conversation a little bit. It's like I, I've been through it. I could, you know, I could talk about it. I don't just, you know, I don't I don't just tell you this for your health, but I, I could tell you that it, that 
this recipe, it worked, it worked for me. And so that was kind of like the idea is, um, you know, two guys who love Jesus just talking about as honest as possible, um, God. And so you for us like at the time, they didn't, didn't have that. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I think at the time, like it just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a thing. You know, at the time when we came in, there were rappers breaking down. You know, uh, thirteen letters was the big album when we came out, which was talking about the New Testament. And for a guy, for me, I just had just gotten saved, so I remember hearing a song where they were like, "Paul said," and I'm like, "Who's Paul?" I didn't know Paul was in the Bible. I just was. Wow. I just got saved. I had no idea. So for That's when like you're me, really green. Yeah. You're just figuring it out, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. I was like, why is the Bible separated? Like, I was like, how did this happen? Wow. And so for me, I had so many questions. And so I wanted to make music that really reflected that for people who are getting to know God and honestly just want some encouragement. It's not really, we always feel like, you know, people always tell us, you're supposed to be preachers. No, we're, we're artists and this is our life. This is what we live. We talk about how we live and if it encourages you, if it makes you feel like you're not alone, that's the point of it. And so we've carried that mission for the last 10 years. Wow, wow, wow. Well, speaking of that and the, the music business, the, the Christian hip-hop business, so to speak, is tough out there. A lot of critics. Very. Some people believe what you do. People think it's a farce. Some people just think it's whack. Some people think you're trying to copy others. I mean, there's so much going on with that. Um, you know, how hard has it been finding your place in the industry and being validated from either your peers or from the industry itself? Uh, so mainstream uh, has never really been our... You know, we haven't really tried to, to you know, cross over. We're happy in where we're at. We're happy in the Christian space. And any win that we get outside of that, we're happy to have it. But really feel like when you come to come to our product, it's almost like a subgenre of a subgenre. So it's like Christian, Christian music, Christian hip hop. It's like we're getting smaller in this little. But I, I feel like for us as as you know, how long is Toby Mac? How long is the Crowders and King of Countries? King for, for King and Country is gonna exist in the space. As they get older, who's the next generation? We've always wanted to be that next generation. So I guess that's really where our, 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 our heights are set. Nice, nice. And you know, being unique and having your own space, which is like you were talking about before, is is a must do. Um, yeah. th- like you said, there's so much out there, and with the Christian hip hop industry, there's a lot of people that have crossed over. There's the Lecrae's and the Andy Minios yep. and the KVs. Now these cats have done some great things and opened up Christian hip hop in a, in a in a unique way. Uh, yeah. I feel like you guys carved out a whole other niche, though. When I hear your music, I'm like, these cats are doing something pretty different. Uh, and I love that you're not trying to cross over. You just allow yeah. the music to speak for itself, which makes yeah. the biggest difference, I think, as far as artists, right? Yeah, and also we, you know, we have tons of crossover songs and stuff that just happens. Like we were, mm-hmm. we were looking at the stats on TikTok, and our music is played two million times a week. So what? Yeah, I know that's <laughs> odd, and so that's why we had to get on TikTok because what was happening was. There was a lot of people claiming the songs that weren't theirs, and so oh, people, wow. people couldn't find out who actually who actually owned the song. And so we made an account so that they could come to us. So I've been working Crazy. on TikTok, and luckily all the stuff that you send is helping me out with TikTok. And man, I appreciate there you go. You and, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you just think, just as a as an artist, think about how much has changed from when you first started to now 10 years ago how social media has become you have to have some kind of social media platform to, to even to even to. promote you know it's it's become the secondary secondary part of your business you know you could be an artist 100%. but you got to have a social media manager managing your brand out there 
even as a Christian hip hop artist, right? Yeah, I, I do it all myself. That's the hard part. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I was gonna hire somebody. It's funny. I was actually hiring somebody, and within one week, I had to fire him. I just wasn't gonna work out because uh-huh. you know we. I, I just think that people think it's a lot easier than it is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, mm-hmm. I constantly have to create new music. Mm-hmm. I can like I produce the majority of Social Club stuff. So I'm producing our stuff. I'm writing the majority of it because I'm writing all the, a lot of the courses and stuff. I'm trying to A and R it. Plus, mm-hmm. do social media. Plus, mm-hmm. do, there's a lot on the shoulders of an artist, and yeah, it, it's man. difficult. And if you don't know how to do it all, it's just not going to work. It's not the business for you. Some artists don't have to. Like some genres, you don't have to do it. Um, like hip hop, you absolutely have to. I mean, you have, you know, you have Drake now gonna soon gonna get. You know, all these big artists are yeah. coming over, and it just you know it speaks to the power of social media and the generation that you want to reach. You know, you want to reach yeah. younger up and coming fans mixed with you know, and really TikTok is the. It's honestly better than Instagram. Instagram is great, but TikTok is really amazing. So. I have not got on it yet, and I just have zero time to manage another platform. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, one yeah. day I'll so, get there, but <laughs> I got is, way too much going yeah, on Twitter, to have another time. platform. <laughs> so that's how I think about it. T- Twitter's kind of on its way out. Not Twitter's more of a news source. It's becoming news-related. News right, right. Then you right. have Instagram, which is kind of the, the main platform for a lot of artists. And then you have uh, TikTok, which is like how songs are breaking now. So they both play their roles. Sure. Um, they, and sure. then it's interesting because like you have Facebook where most people are actually on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to balance all four of those. And then if there's you another do, one, man. You got, it's just a lot. <laughs> so much. I'm so tired. saying all of that, all the things you're doing and all the great records you produced 10 years later, do you feel like you guys have found success? And what does that look like for you? Yeah, success for me, for me, it's not really money related. It's always going to be impact related i don't i'm not content on where i'm at it's i don't listen to my music and i'm like this is the best i could do i always have this hunger to do more and more and more and more and so that's that's kind of how i see our band um i always have a craving to do more and work harder and make better songs and so you know this 2020 has really taught me the importance of community and how mm-hmm. important it is to have people around you. And so I just left. I worked 24 hours in Atlanta on some Reach Record stuff with Andy, um, Andy Minio. And then I, I, you know, I, I have a couple songs, hopefully, on the new Lecrae album. For me, it's constantly just an evolution of you are an artist, but an artist ca- captures a lot of uh, as- aspects. So for me, it's impact. I want to have this song. I mean, I have two gold records, which to me is awesome. Besides Lecrae, there's no other Christian artist who has Christian hip hop artist who has two gold records, and so, you know, impact. That's is pretty the most powerful, important. brother. Yeah, kind of cool. I yeah. mean, I was I was at the Reach Studio. I think Coming in Hot is about to be gold, hopefully soon. I love those guys. But I was wow. at the Reach Record Studio, and I'm looking. There's so many platinum plaques that are all Lecrae, and then I was like, man, I have an NF plaque that song that went gold. I have. I'm on the song You Can't Stop Me with Andy Minio. Nice, um, man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, for me, it's like all about impact. And so I always felt like if I chased the money, I wouldn't have the impact that I wanted. It's so because true. It just, it, you know, money follows impact. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't precede it. And so we've been offered a lot of money to do a lot of things and it just wasn't the move. And then sometimes you'll organically come into a situation where, you know, like you can't stop me. I just happen to be in 
New York. I walked in the studio. I screamed it, and it was it was over. I wasn't planning on it. So wow. like things just happen that quick, and you just gotta as an artist, you gotta be fluid in everything you do. I love it. I love it. And that's gonna bring me to my next question because we're talking about being an artist and being out there and being in the industry and how the industry has its own culture. You know, the hip hop yeah. culture has a different vibe to it. It has a swagger to it. Um, and a lot of people see it, see it negatively, but you've been out there for a long time and you've seen artists, you know, come and go and you've seen the whole thing change. Do you feel like hip hop culture sways the actual hip, Christian hip hop industry or do you think the hip hop industry sways culture or do you have an effect yeah. either way? What do you think? Yeah, um, I think that hip hop definitely affects Christian culture, uh, Christian hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I, there's so, I think we're in, we're in a paradox of, you have a lot of Christian artists who want to break out and, you know, get to the next level and mm -hmm. you can't, you have to be aware and have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the mainstream. It mm -hmm. just is what it is. Cause the, the leaders of what we do are in the mainstream as much as we would love to say Lecrae leads us, even he is going to look at the Kendricks and what's Kendrick doing? What's J Cole mm -hmm. doing? What's mm -hmm. Drake doing? Um, and I think that there's a healthy way of balancing like, okay, what they do, let me filter it out and how it will apply to me. Because, you know, you think about soundscapes, just soundscapes alone. And 20, and 20, you know, 20, the soundscape was different than 2021. And you listen to a record in 2016, the, the, the production has totally changed. Although mm -hmm. people would be like, oh, it's, it's still hip hop. Things have changed and they change that quick. It always, that we rely on underground, really. It's interesting, mm -hmm. it's like, we rely on the major players, but then we also rely on the underground, and then we combine it, we have kind of fit in the middle. So I think, nice. you know, Christian culture, the Christian hip hop culture is completely different than mainstream, but as, and sound wise, we definitely uh, look to the underground, look to the elder, you know, we're, mm -hmm. few artists have their own sound and what they mm -hmm. do. It's hard to find, it's hard to navigate them. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. For even mm -hmm. for what Social Club does, it's extremely hard to navigate navigate the waters of where we're at. We're in the subculture, but we also want to make an impact. And we, I believe that we do make an impact, but it, it's it's harder. I think it's harder for us than any other genre to be on because there are also different hip hop genres as well. Sure, there's, sure. There's, so you're dealing with okay, you have Christian hip hop, then you have like the melodic artists, and then the hardcore trap, mm -hmm. and then you. Have horror rap and then you have pop rap and it's like all these different landscapes of what hip-hop is and you know hip-hop sure. is just hip-hop it's it's interesting do you think that your views affect those outside like if you meet a drake or meet a a, a producer or someone outside the mainstream do you feel like your views as christian as christianity can actually make a difference on that side? you think they sway people the other way? Because I feel like sometimes people get around and get in the world and they do their thing as Christian hip-hop artists, but they let that person's lifestyle, that person's views kind of yeah. start to distort what they're doing because they're living that big high life, whatever it may be, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that there's a lot of artists who are in, like influenced by mainstream, uh, whether it's used to see in the fashion style or mm -hmm. in, the, in the lyrical style that they have. Um, just knocked out my headphone. Uh, and so, but <laughs> I, I think that it's important for the artists like us, like social club and to be connected to community. I think once we lose community, you lose who you are. And so that's what I was saying earlier. Community is so important because who you are around says a lot about who you are. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the right people around you, your music is going to start sounding a certain way. Um, I think that, you know, the cool thing is there, there are a lot of relationships behind the scenes mm-hmm. of people. You know, we meet mainstream artists all the time and we talk about our stories and a lot of them see what we do. And they're like, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Because a lot of them are like, dude, I have to perform at three in the morning yeah strip club (laughs) you get to perform at 7 30 8 o'clock at a club right and you're out by 11 we're the artists who have to be there at 12 like like i was looking at a festival festival in texas the other day where the the doors opened at three the artist didn't perform till 12 and i'm like that's a long time to be waiting for your favorite time man so uh, we've talked to artists and they're like man you guys are so lucky we you guys performed at eight we're off stage at 8 30 you know we'll do mainstream clubs i mean you came to our show we had a show and i forgot where it was but we were in a we were a good we do clubs and sometimes we have packed out like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a couple hundred whatever we do we always yeah. try to end by like 11 because I'm like, what, you know, this is the show. I want to end at 11. <laughs> and so, but some artists are like, dude, I'm, I had to perform at three in the morning after oh, 10 other no. artists. It's uh, just a hustle. <laughs> and most, and most artists don't, most mainstream artists don't make it to the place where they actually have fans. You right. know, the song right. might have fans, but the artist might not. It's almost like you. the idea of like Hollywood right now, the franchise has a lot of pull but the actors sometimes don't. So you could break yeah. a new actor off a franchise. You know, you yeah. hear Marvel, I don't care who plays Iron Man. I right. Mean, as long as he plays him good. And, and unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation with TikTok. It's mm-hmm. all about the song rather than the artist. So uh, we're lucky enough to have actual fans that want to see us and we'll pay $30, wow. $40 for a ticket. So, that's what's up. We're blessed. That's what's up. <laughs> well, let's talk about that music, man, with so many amazing producers out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of them out in the field and you are producing as well. How do you, you know, how do you create the right vibe for each record? I mean, do you pick a producer for each record? Or do you just start off with the track and go from there? Uh, usually, I try. I mean, the last album we did, I produced about eighty percent of it. Um, a lot of, I just a lot of trial and error of just playing and then seeing if it works and this doesn't work and then you just and then a lot of times I'll pass it off to somebody an idea. Um, it, it's hard, you know. It's 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 hard to. This last album was definitely difficult for me to do because I was trying to do it all. I just wanted to do it all and it just wasn't worth it um, or worth, you know, I, I could have relied on so many other people to help me out. And instead, I'm still a new producer trying to figure things out. Uh, I think in the, for this next, next project we're going to work on, um, I definitely have some people that I reach out to that I love to. I love what they create. Um, there's a guy named Juice Bangers. He's a young kid, but he's such a great producer and then you know i i like young guys i like i always look for who's the newest youngest guy um mm. a part of what we do because i like working with the new and up and coming guy because i feel like he's sure. hungrier mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know he's he's more willing to to hear out new ideas and try things and so sometimes i work with bigger producers or bigger songwriters and there there's an ego about them and there's something about them that's that's eh, throwing me off a little bit i don't know if it's gonna yeah. work out uh, i've been in rooms with people and Immediately, it's the first question is, who have you written with? And mm-hmm. to me, I think that that's a loaded question because it's like, you're, are you testing me to see, you know, right. the songs? You know, and then in the mainstream, they don't even do that. I, I've been in yeah. a lot of mainstream sessions, and they're just all about finishing the song, getting it completed, rather sure. than who's writing. You know, it's just a different world. Right. So there's a lot of wow. unchecked ego, I think, in the Christian music industry that hmm. is getting checked. I think 2020 checked us all. 
Who but, knew? Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Who knew? <laughs> who knew that God was going to check us all? Not, you know. Well, you you had a lot of collabs on the Fear by Hell record, which was killer. Yeah. I finally got to check it out. It was fire. Uh, a lot of collabs on that record. So, you know, as I listened to back and forth as you were writing the tracks, I'm sure did you have those collabs in mind when you were writing, or did you go, I wish I could have a style like this, and the the, the label gave you a producer or some, or or collaborative artist to go with you? How did it always start with collabs? Yeah, so um, I'll pick a random song, right? So a song like um, Luau, Luau, it's a mm. summer song that we have. We're, we're gonna mm. re we actually have a remix project coming out in a month with all the songs reproduced, but um, Luau, I produced it and I wrote the chorus and I actually was like, man, I, I, I'm wondering who I could put on this to give it an extra edge. And so instantly I thought of a new signee from Reach called Hovey, who I love. And I was like, I think he'll fit perfectly. And actually I had his verse before Fern's verse. And so we actually had a whole song done and uh, I produced it, wrote it. And I was like, you know, who would fit? Well, I think a lot of this is like, you know, what we do is we always try to showcase new producers, new, new artists. And so mm -hmm. even on a song like, um, let me think, like a song like uh, Young Guns. Young Guns, I wrote that song with uh, Evan Kraft and um another I, this is me and evan craft we wrote that song together and so i was i remember hearing back and being like who could take this to the level of how we wrote it you know like who was gonna mm -hmm. and so i take my manager up my manager's like actually i have a really good guy his name is davies he's like you've probably never heard of him and that's totally cool mm -hmm. uh but let, let him give let's do it on spec so like let's see how it works and so when he sent it back i was like wow you gave this a whole new life and so sometimes and then sometimes we've asked people to do songs and it just wasn't good and it could be a huge artist and it's like it's not sure. good the label really gives me freedom to do whatever i want so well, that's cool as long as yeah as long as they get so they're not uh, making you take somebody you're just saying never, i wish never, i could try never. this person this would sound yeah, good yeah it's, it's mostly it's mostly me and i'll reach out to management i'll be like hey um who do you think will fit on here for the most part it's that's how it works um mm -hmm. we i mean yeah i mean I, I usually just go through management and say hey who do you hear on this for the most part, A and R the majority of our projects, but we have a great team at Capital who helps oversee things. So, like, um, you know, I have a guy that I work with, Josh Bailey, who's our A and R, who's great. He gives mm -hmm. me great feedback and like, hey, this is how you take this on to the next level, and so forth. But for the most part, I have a lot of freedom. Uh, That's cool. Capital. I mean, so yeah. so when you're when you're writing a track, though, do you instantly think this is going to be a collab, or do you get done with it and you go? It needs something. Let's bring some. Usually at the going. end. Usually at the tail end. Okay. Usually at the end, I'm like, uh, I feel like it's good, but you know, I think that's the the goal of an artist is like, all right, albums. Really, the album was done, and I was like, who could who? What are we missing here? At the time, we didn't have any features. I was like, what are we missing? And so I was like, so the record know, was, was finished. Kind of, yeah. It was pretty much and, done. I mean, besides wow. the, besides a couple of songs where like, um, there's a song called Somos Familia, which is a Spanish song. We wrote that as well. I wrote that with guy named Sam Ash and Andy in Atlanta or in Nashville. And I remember, and, and also Evan Kraft. And I remember writing that song and my, uh, the producer who was helping me produce Sam, who's a really good guy. One of my best friends, he was like, man, you know, who would sound good Blanca, this Latin artist. And she's on the come up, um, in this new Latin world that she's, she's, you know, working towards. Mm -hmm. And so she, uh, he asked her and instantly she recorded. And I was like, wow, this, you know, sometimes it's just God makes everything work out together in a really cool way. So it, it depends, wow. you know, for the most part, though, it'll be tail end 
I'm asking somebody, I'm reaching out, can you do this with us? And that's how I got goes. you. I got you. Yeah. Now it sounds like a lot of a lot of the heavy lifting is on your side between you and Fern. What is Fern's role in the group and how does he bring value? Yeah, I mean, Fern is 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 you know, we're a group 50-50. So I think Fern allowing me to, you know, go forth and kind of you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a definitely a workaholic. When I when I set my mind to something, I'm gonna do it. I gotta knock it out. And mm -hmm. so for me, uh, you know, luckily I have a business partner who is like, hey man, go for it, try it out. And then you know, he's always available for anything I need, anything we got. But for mm -hmm. the most part, he gives me that freedom. Which you know, I've been in I, I I've been in conversations with other people, and they're like, thank God you have that because some artists. Don't, you know, I, I don't think I could have two me's in the group. We would totally implode. You know, you need someone who can, <laughs> you, you need someone you who would can not get along with yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially how fast I work. I work so fast. I'm always on the next thing. And so I prefer, he's, he's great at being like, Hey man, like, how about we do this? And how about we, you know, he's always giving feedback and, and a part of the song and the process. And it's great to have a business partner who does that. And I'm really happy that, um, the group dynamic works the way it does, and Fern handles actually all the merchandise, all the that style side of the of uh, the band, and so it's it's good to have that. And a lot of times, you know, I think the last album was a little bit different. A lot of times we're in the studio, but for the most part, last year I, I just produced everything literally in this room, sent it out. Everything was via you know via mm -hmm. email. This yeah. Album, so. Hey everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this segment today. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, we lost the last few minutes of Marty's interview with us, but we hope you've enjoyed what you've seen so far, and we're definitely going to bring him back to talk about more things happening with Social Club Misfits. And as always, we look forward to seeing you again at the Beautiful Now podcast, Chasing the Impossible series. If you like what you see, of course, share it with a friend. We hope to see you again soon. Take care now. Have a great one.